welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle, and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research, and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better. So how can we make sure that we support all of our students' needs in the classroom? It's such a tricky task and the more I go into schools and help teachers to understand sensory needs more, the more I realise that our classrooms are becoming fuller and fuller. Whether it's 30 students, 35 students, 20 students, 7 students, however many students you have in your class, It can be a real difficulty to try and plan a topic or a class to try and meet all of the needs of your students. So there's some really straightforward things that we can do to help to make sure that we are doing everything we can to support our students the best that we can. Now the first thing I want to say is Don't do anything different to what you're already doing. Continue to plan your lessons, continue to structure your lessons in the same way that you always do. Whether you have seven students or whether you have 37 students, plan your topics or your class or your teaching materials in exactly the same way. What I do want you to consider and try to begin to adapt into your lessons is how you can break down that topic or break down that learning to meet the needs for students that learn using a different style. So whether they're a visual learner, an auditory learner, a kinesthetic learner, a tactile learner. But also breaking it down into small chunks means that some of our learners can do that work bit by bit, rather than accomplishing it all as one big activity, one big task to do. Now, some of your students will love the tasks and be able to complete them really quickly, whereas some of our students will need some way of reinforcing that learning. And so it's really important for us to be aware of different learning styles. So does your student learn best visually? Do they learn best auditorily? Do they learn best by doing? That kinesthetic learning is so, so important to many of us. And you've probably all been on training where if you've done something practical during that training session, you're more likely to remember what that lesson, what that day, what that session was all about. Whereas if you spent that time just sitting and listening and watching a PowerPoint slide, it's highly likely that that learning isn't as concrete in your mind as it would have been if you had done something or created something to take back to reflect on. 
kinesthetic learning can be as simple as having blocks if you're doing maths work. So can you use blocks to represent adding, subtracting, dividing, multiplication, complex equations? Can you use chalkboards? Can you use letters? There's so many different ways of learning that isn't just writing in your books. And so for many of our students, just by changing up this way of finishing your work is going to be really, really helpful for them to really get the learning. So when we're thinking about our topics, have the topic, so say if you are teaching about the weather or you're teaching about a science-based topic, whatever it might be, take your topic and think about, right, how could that be taught in a visual way? How could that be taught through auditory channels? And how could that be taught through doing, so that kinesthetic learning? And it doesn't have to be doing, you know, the science experiment that you're talking about. It could be doing something like using your blocks to do your math work. So having something to support what it is that you're learning. Once you've created these three or four different methods of learning and adapting that to your topics, you'll be able to relate that to all of the topics that you do. So the reason why I tell you that it's not about creating new work. It's not about you starting to do something different with your planning. It's about doing what you currently do. So plan your teaching lessons as you usually do. But just thinking about how you could then adapt that to be a visual, an auditory or a kinesthetic way of learning alongside it. Can you also break down that learning into chunks? So could you look at the topic and see where there's clear ways that that could be broken into segments? Some of your students may well be able to complete all of that work in one session, whereas some of your students may need smaller chunks, smaller focuses of work before they can then complete it as a whole. So by having those small milestones, they still may finish it in the length of time that's given to them. However, they've approached it in a different way. They've approached it in a way which doesn't seem so overwhelming and they're able to complete it bit by bit. Their teaching assistant or support worker is able to help them to complete that and to move on to the next section. And so once you've broken it down into small chunks, whether that's topics or themes or just broken it down into chapters and sections, that will really, really help you along with the learning style to support all of your students. You may think that some of your students are able to manage in the classroom completing the whole work, but there may be some days, there may be some topics that some of your students then struggle with. And so you don't need to think on the spot for that student specifically. You could go and find a strategy, strategy that you've used to teach somebody else in the past and just implement that. So you could say, oh, why don't you watch this video? and complete this worksheet. 
and it's resources that you've already created in the past that you can use to support that person. So there's ways that we can support all of the students in our classroom and so I hope that we are able to keep everyone together, we're able to remain focused together in the classroom and there's less chance of some of our students slipping behind or feeling like they're not good enough because they can't keep up with the work that everybody else is doing. All learning needs to be adapted, all teachers are incredibly talented, that's one of their skills is to be able to adapt what they're trying to teach to meet the needs of their students and so by considering learning styles and small chunks of information you're already going to be helping as many students as you can throughout your whole teaching career which I think is just an absolutely fab thing to do. This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, sensorispectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you. But otherwise, thanks for listening.